If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying, is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted, is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the success report. The success Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all. You are listening to The Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. Man, this is uh, a long time coming. Is it? <laughs> well, I've, I've, been, I've been hoping for this day for a long time. I've been, I've been fighting it from the beginning, man. Well, is this, is this, is this the... Um final nail in the coffin so to speak uh i mean it's i think when when the government starts losing its court cases is the nail in the coffin um you know right now there's the government had actually just right like this week so uh thursday i think i was i heard and maybe it was a little bit before that but i think i heard it on thursday but it might have been earlier um the government had tried to to have Brian Peckford's constitutional challenge thrown out of court uh, and they lo- the government lost. They weren't able to have it thrown out. Um, and so, and, and that court case was primarily um, about the travel mandate within Canada, that it was a, a violation of our charter to, to freely move along within the country. Um, and Brian Peckford being one of the original signers of, of that constitution. So uh, that court case, essentially going forward, um, I think those court cases having conclusions that put the government in a box of, no, you can't do this, even though you did it last time, is really the nail in the coffin. Um, and, you know, the, the way that all of the, va- the mandates have been referred to is, for those that are, are you know, critical of them, is that these aren't lifted, they're suspended, such that if the government deems this tool to be appropriate again in the future, they will have no hesitation to reintroduce it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think it's a little preemptive to call it the final nail in the coffin, but it is a trajectory that I like to see us going in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And for the listeners, so if you didn't guess or you didn't read the title before you clicked play, uh, we're discussing uh, the ending of the Arrive Can app, and so the direction of the discussion would be: we'll hit, uh, of course, just kind of defining what is Arrive Can, like how does it work, um, and then why was it implemented, what were the issues with it, and uh, why did it come to an end. <clears throat> so, Joel. Uh, Define what Arrive Can is for our friends uh, who possibly are in the U.S. or um, in the Caribbean or the U.K. or yeah, Africa. All, all around the world. Are, are all around international, international listeners. So Arrive Can uh, was the government's uh, app that got developed, um, but it, it wasn't. It was also a let's call it a web-based system. For you to report how you are complying with their um, returning and uh, to the country uh, restrictions after yeah. traveling. Yeah, so it's uh, done and- on your phone. It's an app, and you upload 
your um, you upload your uh, vaccination status uh, to it. Yeah, I mean, for for those that are are savvy enough to go, uh, I don't trust the government, and I don't want an app that the government created on my phone. You you did have the ability to um, create an account by logging in on the web page through a computer uh-huh. and complete everything not on your phone, uh, which which is what I did all uh, the two times that I left during. Um, this crazy time, never installed it. My wife never installed it. I, I let's say fully complied in terms of completing all the information. I just had manual versions of the documentation when I arrived at the border. Uh, driving. The um, border. Or you mean, yeah, I mean, so, uh, the f- second time, yes, I was driving the first time I flew. That was December, 2020. Um, let's say I have a relative who knows the travel industry. So as much as people thought the border was closed, the border wasn't really closed. It was just more difficult, uh, more hoops to jump through. Um, and so when I left, I left for December of 2020, came back in January, 2021, basically my wife and I were back for about 12 days when they announced some more restrictions. I think you had to start getting tested again, all that. So I, the first time I traveled, Basically took the, a plane out of Toronto to Florida for a month, flew back, literally had nothing other than, hey, here's my quarantine plan. That's all we had to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously the the app and the system progressed to, oh, here's my, you know, vaccine passport. Uh, here's my, you know, testing requirements and whatnot. I don't know how much that was involved with the app versus other means because I never had to do them. Um, but yeah, essentially, it was a, a regulatory, or or a, I should say, a border system. Um, and actually, I have I do have a quote from a article, Arrive Can 2.0, uh, from Global News in July 2022, where some of the liberal. There's a quote here from the Public Safety Minister Marco Mendocino, and it said, Arrive Can was originally created for COVID-19 but has technological capacities beyond that. Um, In this article, there's also a video. uh, I can't recall the guy's name, but I did just listen to it. And he basically said, if I'm speculating or filling in the gaps a little bit, it seems like they had intended for this app to increase the processing of people crossing the border or increase, increase the efficiency. Obviously, if anyone in Canada has been following the news for the last two months all the hoopla about this app is that it's causing a delay at the border the complete opposite of what this guy said on on and again in this article that i'll put in the show notes page literally saying that's the intention we're going to expand the capacity beyond just the vaccine stuff to uh you know think about when you normally re-enter the country you got to fill out that normal you know travel checklist Mm -hmm. do you have any goods you know that don't qualify what's your duty all that you know that stuff my speculation would have been that they were intending to make this app the means that you would do all of those things coming in and out of the country. Uh, right. But obviously, you need to have a successful app and a successful product that increases efficiencies, um, not decreases efficiencies for for the people to be willing to accept it. Yeah, and I guess you know, with them implementing it as you know, of course, just, you know, trying to track the numbers and trying to you know keep us safe 
Um, but uh, but what what ended up happening was it seemed like there was a lot of inefficiency um, with with the app and difficulties with people trying to come into the country. Uh, and then there was um, back in July there was a glitch um, with uh, and it affected about ten thousand vaccinated. Um, vaccinated citizens that that basically the app told them that that they had to quarantine uh, for 14 days and and then what ended up happening was of course you know people some people you know you know it, you know if some people list followed the orders and 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 quarantined for where they are maybe it costed them maybe it didn't um and then and then there were those who who were complaining and tried to reach out to the government uh to say okay this makes no sense um, but it took about how long was it i think it took about like 12 days for it to be fixed or for it to be reconciled um i mean i think i think they cleaned it up i did hear some other nuances like i remember hearing some really funky story where it was like you know let's say your you know made a small typo Right. You switched up some dates on your first shot. And so consequently, the whole system sort of was like, oh, you're unvaccinated as opposed to like, let's rectify the error. Um, so I think as much like you're talking about the one big glitch uh, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, affected a lot of people. Um, another glitch, I think, when the Rogers outage for those that are in America, you're not aware. One of our big telecom providers basically went offline for a day and a half, two days or, or less for some people. 20 20 hours even um mm-hmm. they couldn't they couldn't use the app so how are you going to give the information you need because my phone's not working and it's only on my phone um you know and and as our producer is referring to it the or i like to call it the comms cartel communication cartel in canada rogers bell tell us mm-hmm. um so yeah wh- there, there's been a number of hiccups um you know i know I remember watching a video of some woman getting upset because they wanted the husband, like another person that she was traveling with to put their stuff on her phone and they were refusing. Like, why won't you do it? It was like, well, it's my phone, not her phone. Why would I? And and just number and number of issues. Old man. And and I think it was like his his adult daughter and uh, he didn't, he didn't have a cell phone. And so he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have the app because of course he doesn't have a phone. And then the customs person was like, "Okay, so why don't you just put your dad on the phone? Like, what's the problem?" <laughs> and and yeah, and she's like, uh, "Why? Why? I don't need to. You know, uh, this is my phone, not his phone." Yeah, well, well yeah. And so <laughs> the old guy was just like, "Look, man, like I just want to get out of here. Let's just do the paperwork so I can get out of here." He's like, "Oh no, you got, but you gotta, you gotta use the app." And it was just going back and forth about her saying, okay, well, let's just do the paperwork and get over, get it over with. But he's like, well, no, the only way we can get it over with is you, is you put your dad on the app on your phone. But Mm -hmm. then the dad's like, well, what, what if I'm traveling and I don't have a phone? Like that's, it's irrelevant if I do it now, because I'm going to come back and I'm not going to have a phone. And I'm not going to be with her next time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but this, this is the type of, rigidity to the government's approach that makes people question what are the true motives right because because if the true motives are you've communicated the necessary information so that we can ensure safety why does it have to be in the app why can't it just be the manual paperwork for the old guy who doesn't have a phone like if if he's complying in a different means 
Why is that not sufficient? Right. 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 And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to impute motives. I'm saying these are the reasons why those questions get asked. Um, not saying there is a, an alternative motive even, but, but that's why people would ask that because you're, you're being unreasonable in accounting for people who have nuance. Yeah. And, and that's all. And it is, it was just kind of messed up because, um, you know, it, it, there was a situation with, I was watching, um, uh, Canada's most irreverent talk show. Andrew Lott. Andrew Lott. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about some um uh some scouts, some boy scouts, I think, uh, who got from Canada who, you know, they they, they took a little trip to Switzerland. Um <laughs> and they and they had difficulties coming back into the country um because it was requiring some other information. But the point is that um yeah, it just it just makes like traveling's already stressful, right? We, we, you know, we all know, you know, traveling's stressful alone. Not even talking about uh, COVID or or arrive can, and then you, you you put this in, and it's just like, man, come on. I don't know. It's kind of messed up. No, I mean, hey, man, I know as a as a parent of young children, traveling with or flying with kids, dude, it is a production. So, you know, adding, adding another level of like, oh, let me add stress. something else that I have to stress about. Yeah, 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 for sure, no, for sure, for sure. And then, and then having zero grace provided to you because you're not following the rules precisely. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's a headline here that I have from uh, the National Post, which has been relatively critical of Trudeau over let's say his, his policies on, on the travel stuff, um, that, um, it was, uh, essentially how Canada's stupidity, or sorry, how Canada stupidly bet its border economy on arrive can a glitchy $25 million app. And that was from early August. So August 3rd, 2022. Um, and I think if the if that twenty five million dollar number is broken down, technically it's like twenty three million to develop the app and two million on advertising the app. Um, but but this is it, right? Like Canada's tourist economy was hindered this past summer, no doubt, because Canada was one of the few countries maintaining ridiculous rules. When if you compare to the world. What other people, the, all, all the other mandates, all the other requirements have been dropped. And Canada's, you know, the the last one coming along uh, to, to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. And now, um, now we're on the next point of, uh, so what were the issues with it? With, with, um, with of course, besides the inefficiency, but I'm, of course, the inefficiencies of, the app, but I'm more so talking about the issue of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, um, and it violating the Charter Seven and Charter Eight. And so, Charter Seven, um, for those of you that skip poli sci, our civics. Um, so, Section Seven, um, life is about life, liberty, and security of the person. So everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security 
of the person and the right not to be deprived there, thereof except of accordance with the principles of fundamental justice. And then uh, section eight has to do with uh, search and seizure. So everyone has the right uh, to be secure against unreasonable search or seizure. So what uh, what do you what were the conversations you were having with people or or what conversations did you see around you know let's call it the charter restrictions um, and maybe not just the in the the Rivecan app yeah well well yeah just more so uh, people's uh, rights being violated um, right where, where they're being denied the ability uh, to to move about but um, you know as Canadians um, and I remember Leslin Lewis saying something that you know our 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 passports indicate that yeah we we do have the freedom of movement but then you have these arbitrary laws coming in um, that that hinders it and then yeah. you have and then you also have um, the the lack of privacy um, as well right so people's privacy like you don't know um, where that information is going when you put it in the app you don't know um, what mm. they're gonna do with it. Uh, and well, not, not to mention, you know, it's not like you're securely communicating this information as well. Like sometimes you got to give that information to the airline. Another example of like your privacy is being exposed to this person and this person, like, you know, there there's continuums or access to, to who got that information, right? It wasn't just the government, right? There's other people involved, um, with regards to privacy or other organizations potentially getting access unduly. Yeah. yeah um, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony was saying, uh, whoever got the con contract is laughing all the way uh, to the bank. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's, what's, what's funny, actually, my, um, um, the arrive can 2.0 article, um, actually had a list of the companies. Uh, I'm just trying to see if I can find the section, but I do have it as um, there's GC strategies, tech systems, but yeah, again, I'll put that show, that article in the show notes page. And and if you're looking for it again, it's the uh, arrive can 2.0 article that, that does mention a few of the companies. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think, you know, the other, the other aspect of this that's sort of interesting is that, you know, you've got a number of people who I've heard sort of like, or or maybe it's, maybe not, I shouldn't say people. I've heard the comments that are out there regarding, well, why do you care? The restrictions are gone, right? So why are we having a court case? The vaccine mandate's gone or why? And, and I, I would say it's a fundamental misunderstanding of both charter rights and what the purpose of these court, case, court cases are. It's not just simply to strike down something that you think is problematic in the moment. When it mm -hmm. comes to government, it's also about demonstrating what the government's action did was inappropriate and they should never be able to do it again because you win the court case this time that this action violated the charter and was unjustified. Now you can very quickly get an injunction that forces them to justify their actions the next time. Right, right. No, and, and that makes sense. Um, we have to definitely you know, dot our I's and cross our T's and think about what just happened, right? Versus like, okay, well, you know, the, the, the mandates have been lifted. So what's your problem? Just let it go. Well, you're like, well, no, well, 
no, I want justice and compensation and want to make sure we set a, a proper precedence going forward. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's why I mentioned that court case, you know, from from this week with regards to Brian Peckford, because the fact that the government was on or the, the, the court was not willing to listen to the government's argument that the case should be thrown out because the mandate yeah. is gone, because technically it's not gone. They've suspended these mandates. They haven't, you know, made them no longer like, oh, I have to pass another law. No, in a moment's notice, the government could put these things back in play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So- it's fascinating. Interesting. No, and, and uh, those that are, you know, on the critical side, like uh, Trish Wood would be a great example of this. Trish Wood podcast. I listen to a lot of her content. You know, she she highlights this point a lot that these things are suspended only. They're not gone. That, that's why, you know, I said to you, it's not really a nail in the coffin yet, because mm. now what they're doing is the app is going to be optional. And again, going right. Back to yes. Why. why is it optional? Because their intention was to build a easy transfer through the border system because you've done it all through an app interesting uh, i have a i have a, a blurb from from forbes from forbes magazine uh and it and it says that uh canada will drop its covid19 vaccine requirement for visitors by september 30th right so right now september 24th uh, so the government officials have told the Globe and Mail and other Canadian news outlets on the same day, uh, the country is reportedly also going to end random COVID arrival tests and make the Arrive Can app optional, like you just said. Uh, but the requirement to wear masks on domestic flights and train train trips will remain, accor- according to sources. Yeah, and, and the the significance of the thir- September thirtieth date is a matter. It's actually just sort of like the let's call it sunset sunset clause that technically they're not renewing, and this is part of the argument that basically they suspended it because they've just paused the renewal rather than actually undoing these things or or removing them. Mm. Um, a sleight of hand type of thing, would you say? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's there's a National Post article here from Sep yesterday. Headline is Trudeau refuses to confirm whether arrive can COVID vaccine mandates will be lifted after next week. Mm-hmm. Now, this was one day ago at the same, you know, where you've got articles from CBC, from Global News, all the pro, you know, uh, Trudeau outlets. They're all saying that it's going to get pulled. But then mm-hmm. you've got this, you know, asked directly on Friday when he would reveal his government's next step. Trudeau said only that the news would be announced when the government was ready. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, insiders versus obviously, you know, this is King Tut. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, the art uh, this episode, hopefully I think it's coming out next. It'll be come out on the 30th. So hopefully we don't look like uh doofuses when the government changes their mind. But I think, you know, most of our conversation doesn't, doesn't change much whether they actually re- remove it or not. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. Cause there's more substance to it than just simply, Oh yay, We're free. Yeah. Uh, um, the great Sean Paul um, once said promise is a comfort to a fool. <laughs> Depends on the promise, but yeah, yes. yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I, I actually it doesn't depend on the promise as much as it depends on the person making the promise. But 
Yes. I, I, yeah, I, I still agree with Sean Paul. No, no. So, <laughs> but uh, Joel, what, what's your two cents? Um, I mean, I think I think there's a there's a deeper issue here that you know a lot of people don't really think about, and that's you know why is this really happening, right? Um, we we've chatted through, um, we've chatted through a number of aspects with respect to you know why what what's gone on the problems, but you know there wasn't in my opinion. You know, we we saw this funkiness around the amount of delays, the government just denying that we were gonna um, that we were gonna do anything about it when all the delays were happening in the last like month, two months, right? All of the hoopla complaints, mm-hmm. again, the Rogers outage, all all these del- problems that this app was being blamed for, and and it, the government was just pushing forward like anytime they were challenged on it nope nope we're not removing it nope and and i feel like um you know and something happened about two weeks ago um the and i have an article here essentially from epoch times uh, i'll put it in the show notes page uh-huh. but it was about um the viral twitter tweet um where this guy um put out a tweet that was something to the effect of, you know, I'm a regular person. I'm a hockey coach. I uh, just, you know, a regular contributing citizen to society. And I'm saying it generically for a reason, and I'll get there. Um, and he finished with, and Trudeau thinks I'm a racist. Hashtag Trudeau must go. Um, he, it was almost like, I'm, you know, a nobody who tweeted this. And his tweet went viral, but what made it go viral was people copied it, right? And and so now you've got this hashtag Trudeau must go that um, hit, you know, ten, about I think that's the number was about one point, yeah, uh, one point six million tweets, and p and essentially this unvaccinated group of people were trending positively on Twitter, and so. You know, the argument that I would postulate or put forward is, you know, has is it is it really that the the politicians are reading that people are done with this, that that, you know, nobody that this wedge issue that Trudeau tried to get his minority majority government with, you know, the vaccine mandates in general um, is no longer favorable. And, and so um, I've got a, is it the Western Standard uh, has a has a episode of their, uh, one of their YouTube shows, but I've got a Rumble link um, where the guy who posted the tweet, I think his name is Martin Bellinger. Um, he actually walks through just what he was thinking when he posted it, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And and so I think, you know, there's a, there's a second, this guy also, um, his his thing is called uh, or there's a there's a tweet here I've got about the hashtag uh, Trudeau must go and he's got a follow up that sort of mentions that the let's call it the um, response hashtag which is I stand with Trudeau in the same time frame that this tweet got 1.6 million this tweet um, the total was about eighty thousand and never exceeded like 1.6 t- 
1,000 tweets a day. So 1,600 tweets in a day was sort of like the max um, in contrast to this one hitting 1.6 million as a, as a trend. So using that as an example of the, 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 the trend going very much in the other direction for, for the liberals in Trudeau. Um, And I think, you know, a lot of us speculate that there could be another election coming um, as uh, the, the bromance between the NDP and the liberals might be coming to an end um, or, or at least going to be a little more bumpy. And so, you know, I think a number of things could be the factor, but I think this, this article slash hashtag Trudeau must go and this idea of like, and, and again, I have a whole, when I saw that it happening, I think about middle of last week, early last week, I had a bunch of tweets that I just retweeted all these people saying the same type of thing. So it's, uh-huh. um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a much deeper issue in regards to, well, why now? You know, to me, that's really the like, you know, my two cents about this is really thinking through, well, why is he doing it now? Why not the middle of August? Why not late August when right. all the, the, the difficulties were really ramping up? Like, honestly, it's almost been like non-newsworthy regarding how much the delays or, or problems are with this app lately. Um, right. So, yeah, it, it, it to me seems a little suspicious, the timing. And that's where I go to to this treat, tweet and and twitter viral nature that that shows um the tide is changing yeah yeah what about you what's your what's your two cents you think uh johnny watts uh his his comment being they should keep it going don't end it too quick has any basis oh yeah yeah shout to uh uh johnny watts uh i I went to middle school with johnny went to middle school with johnny what up johnny Yeah, yeah, Johnny's John, John, Johnny's a good guy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- thanks for the um, the encouragement to keep it going. Uh, yeah, and also, yeah, to all the other listeners, you know, always jump on YouTube. You can find us. Jump in and join the conversation uh, when we post on, you know, our major outlets. But yeah, as far as far as my uh, two cents, I think you know it comes back to I'm thinking about First uh, Samuel eight. Um, when when Israel um, asked for a king, and when you look at the section, um, if you just look at um, like verses ten uh, to eighteen, I'm not going to read all um, ten to eighteen, um, but the phrase um, he will take. So Samuel is telling them, "Hey, look, I'm gonna get you a king, but I'll just let you know um, he's gonna take." And that phrase pops up um, one, two, three four, five, six times. It comes up six times. He will take your sons. He will take your daughters. He will take the best of your fields. He will take uh, the tenth of your grain. He will take your male servants. He will take the tenth of your flocks. Um, and this is something that citizens in general um, should be weary of in regards to the taking. And this is what we kind of look, see in um the, the the charter of rights and freedoms in section seven life liberty and security of the person and um section eight search and seizure and so it's important you know for canadians to just be aware of their rights and um yeah um to fight for their rights because it is a righteous thing 
to fight for your rights and to be aware of it. Um, because as you fight for your own, you're fighting for others uh, who may not be aware of their rights or uh, are too scared to fight for it. That's yeah. my two cents. No, oh, that's that's good. And and just a callback, remember, make or take, raid or trade, right? Who, which which one is the the method of of growing wealth that you uh, want to pursue? So it's mm-hmm. uh, coming full circle uh, to a previous episode or, or a number of episodes with with take as part of that conversation. So yeah, 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 yeah. And hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, the borders open up and people, um, you know, get to see family and 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 so forth right but it's, it's, it's time it's time man it's time to move on man it's time yep. to move on yep no and, and i mean it's kind of funny that i i think it's sort of hilarious that uh you know ma- masking on planes in canada you know as much this is anomalous across the whole world but somehow oh but we got to hold on to this one thing like i i don't know man it just the the government clearly doesn't demonstrate the rationality they don't demonstrate benchmarks as to how they're going to judge themselves and this is another example yeah yeah well listeners let us know um you agree disagree uh, you know where to find us like subscribe share tell a friend six cents makes change but you heard me does that make sense madden and mitchell media 